I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. If it's your first time listening, well, welcome, first of all. My name is Charles and with me to talk about the cobblers of Northampton Town are my good friends Neil and Danny. How are you, chaps? You okay? I'm all right. Other, uh, other than the cobblers... Of what other town, Charles? Um, the co- I don't know. Rushton. Are there any other no, ones? Uh, don't know. We are the cobblers of Northampton. I've decided. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are we going to talk about cobblers? Do we have to this week? Should we pick something different to talk about? <laughs> Can we just pick a different game here? Yeah, or subject, different subject, even. <laughs> we could we could pick the handball championships of Turkey. Yeah, fine. Happy to discuss that. The uh, yeah. cheese rolling um, championships always a good one. Oh, oh, yes. is it cheese rolling? Where they like yeah. that? Well, because yeah, that, it's a waste of good cheese. Yeah, it's true. Well, not if it's bad cheese. If you but... put some goats down the bottom of the hill, then it would be. <laughs> <laughs> always worth it. Always comes back to goats. I, maybe we should do a Skittles podcast. What the the, the chewy sweet? 
<laughs> Tasty rainbow. Uh, no, uh, I was thinking more the Northamptonshire pub sport. Oh. Oh, of course, yes. Would make it's not just it's not just Northamptonshire. No, but we're we're quite well known for it, aren't we? As a county. We? Yeah, I think so. It's like a Northamptonshire tradition. I did not know this. Well, I think well, I, I might be wrong. Feel free to write in and complain <laughs> if I am. Oh, please do, yeah, everyone. <laughs> I'm sure someone will know. Uh, sure. So I'm sure someone when will know. When lockdown's over, shall we... When lockdown? When lockdown's over. Shall we go and play Skittles? I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, okay. A podcast, Altogether, podcast knockout great. Skittles <laughs> tournament. Oh, I am in. This is going to be amazing. Let's do it. I'm I'm all on board, and then next next time, then we'll do what we'll do is like the, the pub Olympics. So next time we'll do darts. Well, well, I've won that already. Well, well you can't do because we haven't played it yet. Well, I, out of all of us, who's got a trophy for winning darts? Uh, I do. Oh, oh, I didn't know you were a secret dart shark. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing yeah. secret. What's the it? secret? Out, Charles or? the Charles the Power Commons. <laughs> <laughs> Cool what, would you, Charles, what would your walking song be? <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, yeah, but let's filibuster oh, this. So, yeah, um, come on. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, let me think. Let me think. I'll tell you what, Big I'll yellow taxi. Think, come back yeah. to it. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a great choice. Oh, I love it. Um, What's, what was that song? Show Me Love by Robin. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely choice. Unexpected. That'll go down well. The darts crowd will lap that know, one Do you know why? <laughs> I, found, I found Hearts 90s, the radio station, the other day in my car, and it's not left the uh, the dial, so to speak, since. And hit after hit after hit. Oh, they do say that. that. Like, they uh, do say that. Sorry. Bernie Keith's Rock and Roll Heaven. Got a rival. Just get Bernie Keith oh, to, to pick God. a... Pick a record for you, Charles. He'll, he'll choose one. He'll be all over it. Come on, Bernie. I'm, I'm sure he managed to pick something out of the hat. I think, uh, talking of walkout songs, I think Cobblers should start coming out to Why Does It Always Rain On Me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, please. That, that'd be quite good, actually. How I feel about the Cobblers at the moment. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> This is the thing, isn't it? We're a cobbler's podcast, so we better start talking about it. We don't them. want to. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's not that we want to. And, 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 and do you know, actually, that, that does that does lead me into it quite well, because I, I, straight off the bat, I'm going to be very, very honest here. I didn't watch the game on Saturday against Accrington. I didn't listen to oh. the game on Saturday against Accrington. Um, first of all, because... Um, I went out and did a massively long run in the morning and was very tired in the afternoon and then had to go and support my partner who was finishing the race off um, for me in the afternoon. I knew full well that therefore I would probably have to leave my house to go to the finish line before the football was over. So it would have been a bit of a waste of money, uh, only getting to see maybe half of the game. Um, and second of all, because actually at the point where I sort of made that decision that it would be a bit of a waste of money, I, I realised that I actually didn't care. Oh. And I, I just sort of went, do you know what? 
I'm not fussed about this. And there were a couple of reasons for it. So first of all, I didn't want, it wasn't that I didn't believe that we could, you know, that we could go and win the game. You know, the belief is always there until kickoff is started, you know. Um, But I was, I was just like, I don't want to deal with the, the downer that it brings to me when we lose. And I didn't want to have to deal with Twitter after we lose and, you know, all the other social media platforms and the forums and, you know, this and the other. I just didn't want to deal with it on Saturday. So I decided I'm not going to watch the game. I'm not going to listen to the game. I'm going to keep up to date on the game basically by what you guys are saying in the group. And even that, I'll be honest with you, about 10, about 10, 10 past three, I muted it. <laughs> I don't blame you, Charles. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's that. That was that sums up basically how I am feeling about the cobblers right now. Is that I? I think the words "I don't care" as much as that is essentially the easiest way to put it. Um, it's not necessarily t- true because I do care. You know, they're still my football team. I won't ever stop supporting them, obviously, but. Yesterday, this weekend, I've just been meh, not not bothered. I know, and that'll continue on Tuesday when we play Stevenage in the Pizza Trophy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not bothered. Not bothered. They can go and win. They can go and lose. They can go and draw. Whatever they want to do, I'm not really that bothered. They'll probably hammer Stevenage, knowing us, yeah. and we'll all start going, oh, it's not so bad, is it? Look at that. We've beaten Stevenage. You technically shouldn't even be in the Football League. Sorry, Matt, from Stevenage and other Stevenage fans. All of there's, them. There's other, other Stevenage fans? There's at least one other, because he does a podcast with his mate. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he just does it in the mirror. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he does just do it in the mirror. Yeah. yeah, how good would that be? Each time he closes his eyes, puts on a little... Like a fake moustache or a fake hat or something when he throws to someone else. Oh! Can you tell how much I don't want to talk about the football? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, uh, in fairness, well, look, I mean, you guys are going to have to tell me. Oh. Because, we won, Charles. You won six-one. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. I'll tell you why I bought it, Charles. Oh, why I tuned in to watch it because mm. I saw. What was that, eight changes? And I thought, tell you what, you know, we're going to come out. We're going to come back from Monday and really go at them and really, really kind of come back. And there's going to be a reaction from it. Uh, and then after two minutes, our defence opened up a massive vortex and uh, <laughs> some fellow just ran through and scored. And that was it after about two minutes. And that was game over. So I was regretting it instantly. But um, yeah, I wanted there to be a reaction. There just wasn't, was there? It was just no. the same from the people that came in. Potentially one person. It was, who... um, it was rubbish, wasn't it? Really rubbish. It weren't the best. Was... <laughs> like, I know we generally will. I think we generally we're pretty fair. We'll call it when it's rubbish. We'll 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 obviously be glowing when it's positive and there's a good performance and stuff. Actually, the point you made, Charles, essentially what you're saying is pretty apathetic, right? Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm the same. Although I watched it on Saturday, I've got a season ticket, so it's included in that. I wouldn't, don't think I'd have paid for it on Saturday. And actually, I'm not sure how much I care at the moment. It's all very dull and all very boring. And, and that's a, that. When you get like that, 
well, or when fans get like that, you've got a problem because you've got fans then that aren't that fussed about watching, aren't that fussed about supporting right there, right at that moment. Obviously, they still want the team to win. Obviously, they're doing well and, and you know, they're still supporters and stuff. But you get to the point where you've just taken so much of relatively negative football, relatively... Like, I mean, Saturday was a primary. We had one shot on target again. We were at home. We had one shot on target. We never looked like scoring, did we? I know you could claim, oh, Hoskins hit the post. I mean, it was a daisy cutting free kick that was very lucky, wasn't it? So we never looked like scoring. We never really looked in. We were we just didn't look fun to watch. We didn't know what we were doing. I know we'll dissect it more, but it just gets to that point where it's just like, if anything, it's just more hassle at the moment. It's just not, it's not fun. There's no fun involved with watching Cobblers at the minute. And actually, and, and this is something that I've been thinking a little bit about today, is that in these times where we can't go to the matches and therefore the club as a business are losing hand over fist money, just it's basically, they're just burning it. That's what's happening well, this year. Is the, the club are basically getting a, a tenner every couple of minutes and just going, light that up. There we go. Get rid of it. And the one thing that they can't really afford is to have fans like me decide, I'm not going to pay my tenner. I'm not going to pay, you know, to watch the game on iFollow. Because bear in mind, somebody like me, I, I'm, I should be almost extra money for the football club in these times because I wouldn't normally get to go to every single match. So the only times that I'd have got to watch on, uh, you know, I follow last season was Tuesday night games. And I think were EFL trophy games always on. I follow, I think that's actually where the first Saturday game I think ever, wasn't it? Didn't we play Portsmouth on a Saturday in the EFL trophy and they, it was done as a, as some sort of trial, because I think it was on an international weekend or something. It was like on that. FA Cup weekend, wasn't it? I think that we were right both, both and, out the cup or something. Yeah, so I mean, the option was there that you could watch it on iPhone, and I, you know, and I paid to watch it, but I wouldn't get to every single game. Like Saturday, for example, against Accrington at home. Um, you know, normal times, that wouldn't be a game that I would have picked out and gone, yeah, no worries, I will do the 300-mile round trip to go and watch. I know that there are plenty of fans that do that. There's fans like, like Auntie Paul is in Bolton. Auntie Paul? You know, Auntie, <laughs> Auntie Paul. Paul. He's in he, he's in Bolton, travels down, season ticket. Every single week that we're playing, he travels down and he goes to pretty much every away game as well with Dan. And, and, you know, whichever other members of his family that, that are available that week and not a uni or college or wherever. And, um, you know, there's an awful lot of people that do make the journey. There's there's somebody in Wales, forgive me, I can't remember who it is and what their name is, but they're a season ticket holder and they travel every single time that we're playing at home to Sixfields and back on the same day. It's a flipping long way. And I wouldn't do that. Because, you know, so therefore I pick and choose my game. So I would do games such as Sunderland, Ipswich, Posh, you know, those bigger games on paper that I would like to go and see. So the games against the likes of Accrington at home, you know, I wouldn't normally pay any money at all to to watch. But this season, because it can be done on iFollow, that is something that that I, I should be doing really as a fan i don't mean should as in or it's you you if you're a fan then then that's what you should do to support the club i just mean in my mind is that i think to myself well 
I've got no reason not to watch every single game because I can just pay a tenner and I can sit in the comfort of my own home without having to leave the house and I can watch it. But this week has been that bad, not just the performance on Monday night, but everything that follows that. And I, I kind of mean that, you know, I know that, that, that social media is a small bubble of people. It's not the majority, but it's a it's a vocal and a very vocal group of fans. And, you know, they're all entitled to their opinion, whether they are right or wrong. But it can get very, very, very tiresome just seeing people annoyed all the time or writing things and, and saying things. You know, the, the, uh, there's... Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I nearly, I nearly said that it's just hate. It's not hate, but it's, it, it's just... Meh. And that whole experience for me has just put me in a place this week where I've just gone, no, not going to. I'm not going to put myself through it. I'm going to have essentially a bit of a break for my own mental health and my own well-being. And that's that's what I did. So, But that worries me for the football club. Because if I'm doing that, and I am one of those fans I like to think who would pay that much money and, you know, and just do it as often as possible... I'd find the money if I didn't have it. I would definitely do it. And I know you guys are probably the same. And yet this week I said no. So how many other fans are going to end up doing that at some point down the line if the football is as bad as it's been for apparently the last two games? Well, the thing is, it's not even just the last two games. Is it? That, that's, that's the problem. This is, this, is where, this is where Keith Curl doesn't have anything in the bank um, apart from the fact he, he got us promoted but take that out which I know it's a big thing and you've obviously got to be thankful for that and stuff but because of the style of play that he, he uses because of actually how we performed last season taking out of the, the, the two playoff games that we that we won mm-hmm. take them out of the equation um, how we performed last season how we performed for the whole of this season and the style of play as soon as it starts going wrong he has nothing in the bank He's got nothing. He's got nothing to back him up that you can fall back to and say, "Well, look, you know, the football's entertaining. Let's hope it clicks. You know, let's give it. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's nothing because the football isn't entertaining at all. It's, it's, it's far from entertaining. We're not. We don't even look like scoring, which is a minimum requirement to win a game, right? So, it, it, it's it, there's just nothing at the moment. And I think to your point, there's, there's there is a lot of negativity around on social media. I think I saw someone tweet the club and ask if. They were going to give freebies out for Tuesday's game and the pizza trophy because of how bad it's been the last couple of weeks. And that's like, you know, look, I mean, the club's got no income at the moment and you're asking them for a freebie. <laughs> like, hold on a minute. <laughs> I have a little bit of a, th- a thought about it. I know it's been bad, but, you know, the club's got literally no money coming in from fans or anything. So I, I don't know. There's there's a lot to talk about. I don't think we'll get around it all on, on this podcast because there's so many issues at the moment. And where do you start with it? Like, which bit do you dissect first? Well, let's just concentrate on the game, shall we? Just just for a minute or two. There's one interesting stat that I, I, I'm looking at the match stats now on the Cobblers website. Um, you mentioned earlier, Neil, that we only had the one shot on target in this game against Accrington. Um, let's forget Oxford City because I think we maybe had two or three in the end. It, it on still wasn't in that game, but yeah, yeah, it still wasn't very many, but. One shot on target has been a trend, hasn't it, over a lot of the games in the league recently. So let's say the last sort of month's worth of games. Um, 
one really interesting stat, according to the official match stats on ntfc.co.uk, there is a shots inside the box stat. Accrington Stanley had nine, and the Cobblers had zero. Hey, so we didn't actually have a shot inside the box. That's horrendous, isn't it? It's ridiculous. That's what I mean. That's this is what this is the point. You've got they've got nothing in the bank because the football is crap. You've got nothing. If you're not winning games, if you nick that game one nil instead of conceding in within two minutes, which was ridiculous, by the way. If we nick that game one nil, everyone's all right. You know, we've got three points. Get away with it, even if the performance was crap. The minute you start losing and you're on your run of losing games, the tide turns very, very quickly if you're that style of manager and play that style of football. Because there's fuck all to entertain you. The only thing you get away get away with it, oh, we've won. That's all right. I'm happy. We've got three points. I'm happy. We've got three points. I'm happy. The minute you start losing, the minute it goes crap, get out. I was, Danny, you're being rather quiet at the moment. I was just waiting for Neil to finish. I was enjoying that. No, I finished. Um, get out. Yeah, That's what okay. I'm finishing on. Get out. Are you, are you telling yeah. me to get out? or you... Anyone. Everyone. Everything. Everyone. Everything. Just get out of everything. Everything. Get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I think I described it on the group chat to you guys um, on Saturday. It was like, you know, in the playground where you just, everyone just turns up in, um, before the day starts, before the school day starts. And you just lumping the ball up to each other and then people are just chasing around lost shadows and you're just hoping someone's going to pick it up and shoot and score and there's no set positions or anything it's just all everyone's just running about like headless chickens that's what it felt like on Saturday um for the most part on Monday as well it's just like no one hmm. there doesn't seem to be a plan at the moment apart from get it long and pick up the pieces, which works if you've got a system to work it with, if you've got a Dane Oliver winning it, like we said before, if you've got people around it who's gonna who are gonna fight for the ball and and actually there's like someone in there who's shown leadership in the middle. There's just nothing. It's just a, a pile of nothingness at the minute. It's uh, I don't know I don't know what else to say about it. It's just there's there's nothing going on that there's no sense that there's a plan at all to any of it. Um, it doesn't look like there's any even any urgency after time, does it? No, and it, what worries me afterwards as well is that Keith Curl still talks about the effort and the endeavour and <laughs> the application and stuff afterwards, and it it feels like is is not seeing it. We've probably been here like a year ago as well, where we're saying the same things. I've thrown a Haribo down the stand at him because it's just been pathetic <laughs> what we're watching, um, and you think and you hope actually give it time and it'll it'll turn again, and it's got to turn quickly because this is a much more unforgiving league than League 2 is and League 2 was last season. It it just has to turn quickly for him or else he's going to be in big trouble. The, the, the problem is, I agree, by the way. Yeah, I, I totally I, agree. I, I think this is going to be the major issue, isn't it, uh, of, of this season now because you, you, do, you do look at it and wonder where's the next performance going to come from not talking about the wins as such i mean you go back to you know we beat wigan okay second half was real nail biting if you know if it wasn't so bad but i mean wigan knocked on the door pretty much for the whole second 45 minutes and we were lucky in a way to escape with the win but like you said neil it it gets you know glossed over because you've got three points So you don't really worry too much about the performance because, and and be and it will be because that there are people that will turn around, and I probably include myself in this, which which will turn around and we'll just go, yeah, but we won, so we've won, 
and and that's kind of all that matters. I mean, I know it's never good to to concede a goal. There's no right time to concede a goal, but we've conceded really early on in games, loads of times this season. Wimbledon opening day of the season. What was that about? about Thirty seconds. Three seconds. Um, you know, this Saturday, I mean, would Akwins and Danny have, have gone on and won that game if they'd not scored in that first couple of minutes? Probably, from how we played. It just knocks Probably. us, doesn't it? As soon as we concede a goal, we, we're knocked. Even Oxford City on, on Monday, we concede a goal and we're, we're buggered. Um, <laughs> we can't seem to find a way back into it at all. Like, the, the confidence is so lacking that we just cannot just get back into anything. It's... It just seems like as soon as the opposition scores, we're just completely up against it. And I mean, the way Accrington play as well probably plays a part into it because they've got their way of organised organisation. They've you know, they've been in the league for what this is their third year now, I think, isn't it? That they know how to play, they know how to play away from home and and pick up the points. They didn't, they weren't interested in going forward that much after they're scoring. So that probably plays a part into it and how we can't break them down. But we've got to learn to because there's going to be a lot of teams who play us and. Just set up, put, set up. Um, what's the word? What's the f- set up shop? No. <laughs> shut, shut up shop. shop. Shut up shop. Oh, I'm here to set up shop, sir. <laughs> 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 um, it just feels like we've got nothing to break teams down. We're not very good, so, are we? That's the problem. I think that's that's the key point, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not that good. <laughs> we're not very good. Like I was thinking about it. I was I was thinking about on on Saturday. I think it was during the second half. I'd got bored of watching basically and was just going through my head who we've brought in because I think it needs calling out actually. So I'm going to call out the recruitment a little bit on the okay. on the basis that we were gushing over it last year to a point. Um, and great work. Actually, I was, and, I was gushing uh, over some of them in the summer as well. To be fair, when they actually signed, yeah, we probably yeah, were. Yeah, we sign. probably were, weren't we? So, uh, however, they, they now, show reels have got a lot. Sorry, those showreels have got lots of fun. Yeah, well, how, how many games have we played now? 11, 12, is it? Uh, 12. 12. So we've played 12 games. So we've got a good enough idea on how good these players that have come in are. And the, the short answer is very, very few of them are good enough. If any, actually, thinking mm. about it. So if you look at you look at who we've got in our team that started on Saturday, you've got Mitchell. Is he any better than Cornell? No. And that, I know I don't think he is. He's all right, but is he? Is he? Is he like so far? What we've seen, he's average at best, right? He's he's not great. He's not awful. He's just average. Um, Kim Bolger, is he better than any of the defenders that were here last season? No. Uh, Horsefield, or Horseful, sorry. Jeff Horsfield. Jeff Horsfield. I'd rather have Jeff <laughs> Horsfield. Yeah. Yeah, I would. But Horsfield, is he better than any of the defenders that were here last season? No, he's not. Uh, who else did we have at the back? Harriman. On on Saturday yeah, on or in general? I, I don't know. I didn't watch. Who was our third centre-back on Saturday? Um, was it Harriman? Alan. Uh, Alan Sheehan. Sheehan. Alan Sheehan. Look, I, go, to yeah. be fair, he looks okay-ish. But is he... Was is he better than Charlie Good? No. Is he better than Scott Wharton? No. Is he better than Jordan Turnbull? From what I've seen so far, it's probably too early to say. Probably about similar. So, but so not seen enough of him. Um, who else have we brought in? Missalou. Is he better than 
Alan McCormack when Alan McCormack was fit? No, absolutely not. Uh, who else? Have we, who else? I, sp- I suppose you would argue though that he is at least fit more often. So, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I don't have any hamstring injuries at the moment or anything. I'm okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see you try and last for a full ninety minutes in League I, One, I, mate. I'll give you thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in. <laughs> I'll give you thirty minutes of tearing around and kicking people. Then I'm done. <laughs> uh, we'll call you Alan McCormack <laughs> uh, who else has, who else has come in so uh, we, I mean all of the strikers Danny Rose up front Danny, Danny Rose. Rose I don't think we're necessarily playing to his strengths I think he's, he seems a little bit lost he's not really in the games at all I, I <laughs> on the left yeah uh, Benny Ashley he's not, Seal. Better than, uh, he's not better than Callum Morton though is he so he's not better than Callum Morton no if you get, uh, if you, Benny if Ashley's if you... Yeah, Benny Ashley Seal. He's he, on the face of it. He looked all right in that first preseason game before he got injured. Since then, he's looked absolutely atrocious. He offers nothing. Uh, who else is coming up front? Um, Joe Nuttall. But well, we didn't even see him, did we? So, <laughs> the, uh, is he better than anyone? No. Uh, who else came in? Someone else came in, didn't they up front? Uh, did they? Yeah, they did, didn't they? You got my fave Joseph Mills. You missed out, Neil. Joe Mills, yeah, Joe Mills. To be fair, he's on the. Yeah, he. To be fair, he's missing at the moment, isn't he? He's definitely one of the ones that is is an upgrade, I think, and would get in this. Would have got in our team last season. Um, Obviously, Ricky Holmes has come in. Look, best one in the world. He looks tricky still. He looks like he could play the game. Is he fit? Is he fully? Is he ever going to be fully fit? Probably not. Is he? Is he going to be? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, to be able to bounce off tackles and that sort of thing and stuff, probably not at his age and how he is. But is he better than I don't know who would be his equivalent last season? Paul Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wins that one. Yeah, you can't argue <laughs> that one, can you? That's probably an upgrade slightly. <laughs> was Ricky Ricky Corboa was I think maybe the person you were thinking of when you were saying that you couldn't think of the other oh, striker? Yeah. Ricky Corboa, yeah. Is he, uh, I don't know, difficult because a couple of first game or two, he looked really good, didn't he? But then since then, he's completely gone into a shell. So I don't know. I think you could probably give Ricky Corbeau a little bit of slack because he's, ju- he's made quite a big jump, hasn't he, from non-league to league football. Um, so I'll give him a little bit. But you've got, you're comparing him to last season, though. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. So, so Verdane Oliver, well, then no. He's not better than Verdane Oliver, is he? Mm. Um. So I just think I, I just almost every single player we brought in is a downgrade on last season. So I'm not, and we were in a, we were in a lower league last season, by the way. So we were in League Two, and now we're in League One. And yet every single player we've brought in to date, pretty much, would bar the odd one or two here or there, you could argue against, is is worse. So I'm not really sure. I don't know. Money's a big issue, and global pandemic, and all this sort of stuff, and that. But like, it's not a surprise that we're not competitive, is it? Especially with old dinosaur tactics in charge. <laughs> I think the key, the big thing about it though, is that every single signing is, he's waited for and he's kind of built it up to, throughout the summer to say, you know, I'm just waiting for the right people. We're, we're taking our time. We're not going to be drawn into just buying anybody. Um, and he wants people with the right attitudes and stuff. Um, especially the last two games, we've just not had that attitude at all. Like you go behind against Oxford city who are three leagues below you. You want to, just pull your socks up and go go back at them and prove a point. 
then you lose that game. You come back again on Saturday. You think, right, oh, right, I'm going to show the fans who have been slating us, and I'm going to put in a shift again. And they just didn't. And the, then that's where I see the attitude is lacking completely. And I just wonder where it is that you talked about all this this attitude that he was the, and the characters that he was looking for. It's just it's not there at the moment. <laughs> this is where, for me, I, I I really struggle with what's happening at the club at the moment because. When when Curl came in, the issue that we had and, and the issue that he um, set about correcting was that we'd got all of these big time Charlies in who had, you know, that whole sort of um, I'm better than I really am mm. mantra and attitude. So he set about getting, you know, getting shop of all of those, getting shop, getting Getting ship? I don't know. Whatever. That is setting up the I know. No one can talk tonight. <laughs> shops on the brain. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he went and got, you know, that pretty much sorted. You know, he got rid of the likes of Van Veen, Crooks, Taylor. You know, those players that, that allegedly are the ones that, that had the sort of big-time Charlie attitude and replaced them with hard-working, you know, Players such as like you know solid players, I suppose, like uh, your Alan McCormacks, like Good Charlie Good. You know, I mean, he was maybe a little bit of a um, a wild card and really only got given the chance because he'd come in on loan and then did well in his loan period, and 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 then was bought on the basis of his performances for the club during his loan spell. Um, you know, the players that, that Kel brought in for last season, in terms of their attitude, in terms of the way that they, they, you know, sort of put themselves about, completely different to what we'd had before. Now, I'm not saying that this lot look at themselves and, and, and act the big time, Charlie. I don't think they do. I think the issue is, is that they're all meek and mild. So it's... They've gone from being, you know, we've gone as a football club from having players that go, look at me, aren't I good? To then having players that go all about the team. We are a team. We work as a team. We win as a team. We lose as a team and all that sort of stuff. To now being like, oh, well, I'm, I'm trying. But if, that, if that's the case, that's, who's fault? That's what it looks like. Oh, well, he's all down to the recruitment. So that's, you're going to have to lay blame at Keith Curl and Simon Tracy's door. Especially when, as you're saying, that, um, you know, constantly Keith comes out with all, and I know that they're essentially just ways of getting, uh, you know, questions answered without having to answer them. But using all these sound bites like fundamentals and character and all this, it is, you know, but when he's coming out and saying those things and saying things like we're looking to get the right players in who have the right attitude and the right character, and then in come these players that, that, for me, are just too weak in in that in that way. There's no leadership. We've talked about that time and time again. Um, I, yeah, I, I I just don't understand it. I can't see it, and it can't all be put down to well, we don't have that much money. It, it can't be. I think that's another thing. We we go back um, to the year, well. 
couple of years ago when when me and you Neil were sat in the office with Kelvin Thomas and and Kelvin admitted to us that you know maybe their biggest mistake um the first year that we were in league 1 so the the 2016-17 season was not you know saying that it was good to have stayed up and that that was actually a, a solid ambition to have had that year um and not to have championed that little, a little bit more this time around, it feels like, yes, the club are being much more realistic and a lot of the fans are being much more realistic about um, expectations. But it does now feel like it's just, we've given our expectation, we've said that this is what it's going to be like. Um, expect a long season. If we stay up, that's exactly the right result. That's what our, you know, what we're trying to achieve here. So if we do, we should celebrate that. And they've just kind of left it. There's nothing else. Let's be honest. If we actually think about when we get anything coming out of the club, at the moment, the only person talking is Keith Curl. And a lot of people are fed up with hearing him say the same things on repeat. And and part for me, part of the problem is the fact that he he doesn't change. That, you know, he doesn't change formation or tactics on the pitch, and he doesn't change what he says in the front of the media. And that's got to be part of the frustrations that everybody is having, surely. Good. I bored everyone. To <laughs> Sorry, I was just finishing my squashy, Charles. While I was, uh, <laughs> as well put, Charles, well done. It just, um, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you, you do kind of want your manager at the moment to be coming out fighting, don't you? Um, especially after Monday night, you want him to come out and say something different. You want him to come out and put a, feel like that is put a boot up the whole squad and say, we're going to be better right? and, and actually accept that they've done some stuff wrong. But he doesn't seem to. He seems to always focus on... Um, you know, they they put in a, a good shift, they put in an effort, they put in the application and all this kind of thing. You just want them to be a bit more honest, really, and just say, like, we were rubbish. Um, but it, it would just take the take a little bit off it if, it if he just said what we were all thinking, basically, I think. Mm. Um, it's just been a re-offender time and time again for these post-match interviews. Um, just to move on a little bit here, something else that I noticed... Uh, has been mentioned on social media a couple of times, um, has been about training on the Sixfields pitch. Neil, what are your thoughts? Have you seen the the, the posts on social media questioning that decision? I have. Uh, I've seen also seen the state of the pitch. Uh, it was relatively atrocious on, on Saturday. I, I could understand it if... So... Listen, I could understand it if we were training on the pitch because there wasn't a, a decent alternative. If there wasn't an mm. acceptable training pitch somewhere else. I cannot for the life of me understand why we're not training at Moulton and our argument is lack of privacy. I mean, what do they think is going to be happening? That League One... Are we playing Leeds every week? Yeah, like League <laughs> One scouts or whatever or coaches are going to be in the bushes at Moulton like watching. Like, I mean, <laughs> number one, it doesn't take a genius to work out what our style is going to be and what our tactics are going to be anyway really does it I mean us three can work it out so we don't need to go up to Moulton and watch them train to work that out I just think it's a bullshit excuse 
whether that, that's the real reason or whether the real reason is actually something different and that the pitches aren't good enough or there's a contractual dispute with Malta. I don't know. Who knows? I'm trying to think of a, another reason. But I don't think we should train on the pitch. I think it's pretty ridiculous. It, I mean, it, our style obviously is irrelevant here. So we haven't got a style to play, have we? So I, I just think, I don't know, it's, it just doesn't sit right with me. And Is it a major thing? Probably not. Would it be being brought up if we were winning every week? Probably not. But it still doesn't sit right. And it's, I just don't get it. Maybe it's something to do with COVID the as well. Word. Well, possibly. Uh, I was going to say, could could the word privacy be being misinterpreted a little bit here? So the way that you've looked at it and you've interpreted it, Neil, is to say, um, you know, scouts um, coming and checking up on us <laughs> and trying to figure out, you know, who's fit, who's not fit, what formation we're going to play, all that stuff that, that you know uh, doesn't really matter. But what may, Maybe it's something different maybe it's more privacy in terms of because molten is a college you know maybe they just don't want to be around lots of youngsters I, I i don't know maybe they get a lot of you know students just just constantly sort of badgering them or or you know watching or i i, I don't know I'm, what i'm trying to say is maybe maybe it's the, t- the term privacy is correct they're saying well it's because we don't get enough privacy there maybe it's because they keep getting interrupted by the things maybe it's something like for example that you know there's a timetable that molten <laughs> as a college get to use the pitches at one point you know and, and keith wants to use it at that time going back to your contractual <laughs> obligation thing uh, Neil, that, mate. I, I thought you meant sam hoskins was about to go and do double maths when you said timetable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be amazing wouldn't it um but no i mean I, I don't know i mean i look at it and i go so the warrington wolves train at where i went to uni um now in fairness when so when i was at uni so we're going back longer than i care to admit uh they first started training and they just used the the rugby pitch which was behind or is behind the the halls of residence on campus um now since they've been there um they've built their own training complex they still do use the rugby pitch um that's behind that but that pitch has also got to be used by the student rugby union and rugby league teams um so there is a bit of sharing there but the walls actually have like this purpose built it's like a it's like an aircraft hangar essentially when you look at it um that is next to the the 3g hockey pitch um and the the rugby club you know obviously paid quite a bit of money to to have that put onto the campus and paid quite a lot of um, money in order to upgrade some of the other facilities. Like I think the gym, the campus gym was upgraded and things like that. Not so that the Wolves could use it, but as part of the deal, they had to also uh, upgrade the student gym. Um, I, I just wonder whether, you know, when I was there, there was never really, you know, you used to see the players milling around a bit. And you've got to bear in mind that Super League up here is the equivalent of the Premier League. So it's it's huge. The players might not get paid as much, but it, it's the biggest sport in Warrington, especially. And therefore, you did get students who would go, oh, my God, look, it's whoever 
Tony Smith was in charge, was the manager back then, you know, or whoever the the, the players are, Adrian Morley, who was a, a you know a big England captain, Great Britain captain, and Warrington captain, you know, all these big big name players and Australian players too that had come over. They never had a problem with students, you know, as long as you weren't interrupting training. There was no problem. You could go and watch training. And then when they were finished, they'd all come over and chat to you. Um, you know, they'd sign autographs if, if that's what you wanted them to do. You know, they'd, they'd have a photo with you. All of that sort of stuff was really good. I'm just wondering whether that is the thing that they're talking about in terms of privacy with Moulton College, as opposed to it being, oh, we're worried that our next opponents are going to go just come and, and watch our training sessions and see who's going to be available at the weekend and who's not. I mean, it would be good, I think, in that respect, that maybe it was made a bit more clearer. And you are right, going back to what you said, Neil, you are right that, you know, would it matter if we were winning every week? Of course it wouldn't. I think there's something something to be said about what you said there, Charles, about the Warrington stuff. Surely to an extent you want some of that, don't you? You want some some of the students going up and chatting to them and getting the autographs and seeing them as this big thing and as this big deal around town. Um, surely you want that sense of the club connecting to the community as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'd, uh, I'd take them to the wreck if I could, or Abington Park. It's <laughs> <laughs> happened in training. Because, you know, most people would just leave them alone, wouldn't they, and then just go up to them afterwards if, if they can. But you, you do kind of want that sense of the town and the club being together. Um, like we were talking to the... Mm. to um, Josh was it on last week about the Accrington stuff about how mm-hmm. every year three yeah. child gets a free Accrington shirt and just it's little things like that and that you just think there are a million miles ahead of us in that kind of thing and I know we've done so much in terms of um, the lockdown stuff um, connected to town but I feel like there's a big generation coming up that we're going to be missing if we don't start doing that kind of thing and I don't think it'll be that much harm going to Morton and training if if that is the thing the privacy thing is talking about but. Yeah, probably another conversation for another day, probably. Yeah, okay. Um, should we go and have a look and see Elf. what the messages were in Neil's post? Is it bulging? Well, always. <laughs> postman Neil, Postman Neil, Postman Neil, and your letters of distaste and disgust. Shame who says, loves how Curl said in his post-match interview, uh, take the goal out of it, and there wasn't much between the sides. Uh, (laughs) What is the only deciding factor that makes the difference in football games? (laughs) It is goals, Keith. (laughs) Goals! Yeah, it is goals. Uh, I would dispute that as well, um, what Curl said about that. Yes, I agree. There was a lot more difference then. It should have been about five or six nil to them, shouldn't it? So, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hillier on on the twi- Twitterverse says, "Jonathan actually makes a really good point." Actually, so he says here, um, either Curl has lost the dressing room, or there is some bad influence in there. Uh, he then goes on to say, "We need a new captain that can lead by example and have the respect of the players." Who that is, I don't know. Uh, in brackets, discuss uh, player back four. Don't pick Smith unless someone can give him a decent service. On that point, I think it gets bandied around quite a lot, doesn't it? About managers losing dressing rooms when results are bad. It's the, one of the first things that gets thrown out there and stuff. And there's no way of knowing, essentially, 
it's something that did cross my my mind. Not that he's necessarily lost the dressing room, but that there strikes me, and this is purely as an outsider looking in, that the players don't seem to be buying in to what he's asking them anymore. Um, and the reason why I say that is they're just the performances are so lacklustre. There's just nothing there, like you said, Danny, earlier. There's just nothing there. It don't look like a team or anything. So it just does make me wonder. Um, he, he did say to discuss about the captain points. I don't know what you guys think. of. We need a new captain that could lead by example. Um, I, I, I think it's a bit difficult because I don't know. I, I, I think you'd have to go from some or for somebody that's from outside the group at the moment for me if he could be playing every single week i just let nicky have the armband i i i you know for the with in terms of because looking at the squad and who we've got i'd i'd have given it to nicky anyway i wouldn't have given it no offense to 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 bolger but i'd have just let nicky have had the armband the thing is if you do it now you're disrupting things even more don't you yeah and you're basically mm-hmm. saying see you later Keen. so yeah. also on that yeah. point very quickly I do think uh, Sam Hoskins did stand out as the one who who, who has actually been giving it some the last couple of games yeah um, agreed yeah and yeah actually he, he has been the one that's actually tried to make things happen and actually you could tell that he's actually putting some effort in and trying to do something but it's just the people around him that aren't um, I agree yeah, agreed. I think it's a fair shout. Uh, Michael Harriman as well actually played well on Saturday, I thought. Yeah, I had a good game, didn't I? Played well. He did. He probably shouldn't have come hmm. off. I then got took off, yeah. So yeah. You're playing too well. Off you get. Come on. Yeah, get off. <laughs> <laughs> off you, Pop. Uh, we've got mentioning Mike Fuller. I know you mentioned Mike Fuller, Leeds United fan Mike Fuller earlier. Um, he has, basically, he didn't necessarily respond with a tweet, but he responded with a picture of his Facebook post, actually, um, which was as follows. Okay, so until today, I've not been in the curl-out brigade, but the club needs to seriously consider where we want to go from here. And he's got two points. Uh, Carry on as we are, risk getting relegated and having to start building and progressing again. Another option, someone with new ideas that can maybe get something out of some of these players. Uh, It's clear that for some, the step into League One is just a step too far. And what I saw as quite exciting signings are out of their depth, or the management are not able to get them playing to their potential. Something needs to be done to save our season. I think when you've got somebody like Mike Fuller, who I I think is fairly... Very balanced. um, Yeah, very balanced. Starting to question, do we need to change the the manager? I, I, I do think it starts to look worrying for our current incumbent. Yeah. Agree. So that's a word yeah. I've 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 learned recently. Bloody good word. Thanks to the USA. It's a yep. bloody good word. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> I, I think that that's the point. When you start losing, so you, you've, you, there's always going to be a, a a percentage of the fan base that are not happy with the manager, right? No matter how well you're doing, and there's always, there's always going to be a percentage. That percentage grows and grows as results get worse and worse, and it gets to that tipping point where it tips over into the likes of fans like Mike Fuller who is balanced and is is not necessarily reactive like us and, and generally will will give things as, as good a, a go as possible, if that makes sense. So I think it's a it's a careful it's a it's a worrying time, I think, in that respect. Um what else have we got? Uh Tony James says players look like they were playing in quicksand today from minute one. Uh second best, lethargic, slow, and just downright not good enough for this league. I think that's a fair shout. We do we do look slow. We look slow and laboured, don't we? 
Yeah, I, I think when I when I have in the games I have watched, um, we always look off the pace compared to the opposition. I always think that you look at it, and, and maybe this comes down to actually the the tactics, the formation, but I always I always feel like the opposition are pressing all the way through the game, and they'll do it right up to our box they'll they'll start pressing us from literally you know our 18 yard line um but we don't we don't do that no at all and that, is, is it is it um a lack of fitness or is it the, the type of formation I, I think a few times people have mentioned you know the 352 system basically it provides lots of space for the opposition to get into Maybe that's well, it's part not even of it. The, the system. It's we just provide a lot of space. Full stop. Look at, I mean, look at their goal, and then look at that header they had off, off a corner. Oh, as that well. one of the that post that was ridiculous, but, wasn't it? Literally had the freedom of Northampton. <laughs> Honestly, the, the, give him the key. He could. He, 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 he literally could have had a chair, sat down, done a little painting, and he had. It was oh, like Keith Welsh did it. That testimony. Yes, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, what else we got on the Twitter? We've got, uh, oh, we've got Mark Webber, who says he's going to get me to read some of the texts we get into BBC Northampton post-match. <laughs> not, not sure you'd be on after that, Mark, I, I think. Sorry. <laughs> I think I'd cause problems. Um, <laughs> I do <yeah>. too. <laughs> you cause me enough problems, let alone them. <laughs> uh, Mark Josiah says, uh, and you'll need your bleep machine for this, um, but it says, where are we? Uh, Two-year fucking deal. Why do we never learn when giving managers new contracts? Even with promotion, uh, all stroke most supporters have said um, Keith Curl should only have been offered a one-year rolling contract. Therefore, there's no way I can see Kelvin Tony- Thomas sacking him. Fans not attending at the moment is massively helping Keith Curl. I'd certainly agree with that final point that fans not attending is is definitely almost helping people to just put their head in the sand. You know, if you don't look at social media, then you're not going to know what people are saying, are you? So if Keith Curl doesn't use social media, which I, I, I presume he doesn't really use it, I know there is a Twitter account that he's got, but he won't be sat there scrolling every minute of the day, will he? He's not that kind of person. So, therefore, he'll never, he'll never see the disgruntlement that we've all got. Um, I, I don't, I don't know about the contract side of things. There's, there's an element of it, you know. Look, before the season, at the end of last, um, Danny, you were sort of talking about how it's important that we we have the continuity with the manager. You even said after we'd lost half the squad that you didn't think it was that much of a problem. You were thinking actually that the, the the number one signing was the fact that Keith and his backroom staff were staying. Yeah, Danny. And that was going to I be did. Well, the continuity. your fault, words, Danny. <laughs> my words were, Keith Curl's probably our best signing this summer. He still probably is, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I didn't get that wrong. I mean, a lot of us wouldn't have said no to a two-year contract in the summer, would we? No. I don't want to say I, that. We, after, after all this stuff, all the hoopla of Wembley, and I will say hoopla um, <laughs> of Wembley. <laughs> Hoopla! We can't. We couldn't really deny him that. I don't think. 
um, in terms of especially with what was going on. It's just it's not started well, has it? <laughs> um, easy in hindsight, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those, isn't it? And I know people are saying, like, off the back of that, you know, Dave Harding said exactly this when the news came out. Why two years drives me crazy. Who's ever going to come in for Keith Curl? KT needs to decide what the cheaper option is, sack him or get relegated. Now, I mean, I, I just just staying on the contract side of things with it, I, I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's always going to be an argument of, well, for both sides. Yes, you could offer him a 12-month rolling contract. He might not sign it. So then you're sort of lost. Now, the argument there is obviously you're going to turn around and go, well, if he hasn't got anything else better elsewhere, then why wouldn't he sign it? Of course he's going to sign it. But at the same time, if he's offered, you know, why not offer him a two-year deal? I, I just don't really see it as being that big a thing that we've given him a two-year deal. No, we could have- I think the only real reason is because of the whole COVID situation and the finances are like that. You know, two-year deals are quite... You know they're prevalent throughout the league. I like that word, John. Throughout English football, yeah, I don't really see it as a major issue. So we we could also have gone. He could have said no to a contract, gone somewhere else. We could have ended up with a Rob Page anyway. So who's on another Mm -hmm. two-year contract anyway? So it's it's starting to to, you know not think Rob Page would be the worst option. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) did you ever thought he'd see the day? Well, he managed Rob Page managing Gareth Bale today. There you go. See? That, that's, uh, <laughs> How did they get on? Did they start. win? Uh, I think they did, yeah. I think they beat the Republic of Ireland. Uh, Rob Page's Barmy Army. Ride See? again. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's generally it for the post bag. A lot of it was just uh, messages like absolute nonsense, utter rubbish, curl out. That was, that was yeah. just Danny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well um well thanks very much for getting in contact at everybody that did um please keep doing it at cobblers to me on twitter find us on facebook it's all cobblers is our page, page. Um, we're also in all of the the normal <laughs> <laughs> facebook groups as well Robbie. come and say hello uh that'd be great um right there are a couple of parish notices oh. if you like that i i do Ooh. want to just quickly parish go notices. through congratulations <laughs> Congratulations to Matty Bagel for scoring his first Yeovil goal. Uh, they drew one all with Woking at the uh, the weekend, so well done to them. The under-18s beat Stevenage 5-1. Uh, maybe we should all start putting that game on iFollow. It sounds like it might be a better watch. Get Brady in charge. Uh, Cobblers, are now, <laughs> Cobblers are now second in the table. Goals from Liam Cross, who got two. Max Dyche, son of Sean. Josh Flanagan and Jack Connor. They all got the goals. And the other thing to tell you about is that the Papa John's Trophy is coming up against Stevenage on Tuesday night at six as winner goes through. Woo! Okay, right. <laughs> Before we go, there was one more question that I, I had for you guys. So at the start of this month, in fact, at the end of October, we all said, and I think not just us on the pod, but in other areas of, of fan base, um, of the fan base rather, um, we said things like the next month was going to be quite pivotable. 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 Very pivotable. <laughs> so pivotable. <laughs> so pivotable. The most pivotable yeah, uh, month. We're going to... <laughs> um, and we would have to basically go through and see. Now, 
we've obviously out of the I think I think there were a total of five games if I'm right um I wish these were all in one page it would make everything far easier to look at but instead I'm gonna have to look at two um so those games were um Wigan MK Accrington and then let me just move on to the fixtures uh Burton and Rochdale now obviously you know three of those games are now done so we beat Wigan Drew nil-nil with MK, and we've now lost to Accrington. So four points so far out of a possible nine. There are still six points to play for, two games. So starting with Burton on Saturday, and that's a while. Well, both of them are away games. Burton and then Rochdale, uh, Saturday, Tuesday. Rochdale. Six pointers, both of them. Rochdale. Six pointers, both of them. Yes, you are quite right. Thanks. If we were to get six points out of six from those two games, would everything look better? Well, I, I think that's an obvious answer, isn't it? Sorry. It would but look better. Would it's, it paper over the crap? It would over the crap. Paper over the crap. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say cracks, but it's very difficult at the moment not to just use the word crap continuously. It, it, it depends <laughs> how we played, doesn't it? I think because we've got we've given ourselves such a crap base to build on these last two games. It's if we get six points by them going down to nine men and a scrambling one in on somebody's backside, then yes, you do still worry a little bit because uh, it's a bit tougher after that. Um, if we put in performances and blow teams away and look better and look like there's a plan going on, then obviously it will look better, won't it? But time will tell. Time. Can you, uh, I could even take, even if we lose, but you'd want to see some form of performance. That's the thing. Yeah. But I don't really mind losing that much if you can kind of see what we're trying to do and giving it a good go and we look coherent and stuff, which, but we don't. So I think, to your point, it depends how we get the points, if we get the points. It's got to that point. Yeah, well, it's got yeah. to that point for me now. It depends how we get them. Uh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, do you think we can get them? Oh, yeah, of course we can. Football. And if it's possible in football, isn't it? Do you think we'll see a performance, though? We were kind of promised one this weekend and it didn't come. Well, so do you think that the team have it in them to give us a performance? No. Danny? Uh, I think it's in there somewhere, but it's it's going to take a lot of digging deep to get it, um, is my prediction. By by this okay, point last season, enough. we'd started to turn the corner a little bit. It was that what, didn't we lose three 0 at Scunthorpe or something, and then start turning the corner a little bit and go mm-hmm. and starting to actually. I think that's when we start to actually look like we could play and we looked like we knew what we were doing. Um, and it's, there's no sign of it yet, but I, I, it's in there. I just think it's going to take a major change in something to make it happen, and it, it, we, we need to get eleven players playing twice in a row and just get some sort of continuity going so we actually know what's going on. So if we don't know what's going on, the players surely don't either. The end. On that light note. (laughs) The end. And it is the end of the pod as well. So really, all we've got left to say is, boys, please do dig deep, as Danny said. Let's Um, get a performance out of the Cobblers at some point, preferably on Saturday. Not Tuesday night. Tuesday night doesn't count. We don't care about the pinks of trophy. No, 
I'm only bothered about having some pizza. Uh, so that's it. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening, as always. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've certainly enjoyed making it. Kind of. Uh, Have we? <laughs> we'll be back. I don't know. Well, I've, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed talking to you. I, I love <laughs> yeah, talking to you guys. Yeah, that's, that's a good me and Danny will be back on Friday with the preview show uh, where we'll be looking ahead to that game away at Burton Albion. We'll both be enjoying a pint of curling as we do it. Um, okay, thanks very much for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Driftwood. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.